So what I want to, we're going to launch this series um, of Bible verses that you've heard all the time, but you actually don't know what they mean. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> We're going to go through all these kind of verses of why. What are you doing back there? Okay, just help me out, babe. Why? We're going to talk about this verse of how Holy Spirit lives inside of us and my body is a temple. Okay? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. We throw this phrase around all the time. Your body is a temple. Yes? Yep. You guys with me tonight, yes? Yep. Yep. Jocelyn, it's so good to see you. Hi. It's really, really good to see you. Um, so, we hear this verse all the time, but I don't think we actually understand what it means. Okay? So, I want to go back a little bit. First thing is, Jesus is, the Lord is called our foundation. Yes? And He calls us to build upon that foundation. Yes? So not only is He our foundation, He's also the house. Yes? Okay? Keep that in your, in your mind while we journey through this. If you have notes, I encourage you to take notes because this is going to be a roller coaster. Are you ready? Like this is going to blow your mind of how important this verse actually is and it's not just supposed to be thrown around and quoted on K-Love. Okay? <laughs> Positive, encouraging, Caleb. So. Oh, no. <laughs> that was amazing. Frank, are you good? Did it, did it land like that? Sorry, Lord. It was a filled can. Okay. We actually won't be talking about that tonight. We're going to be talking about Jesus calming the storm. Okay? I'm sorry, Lord. We're going to be talking about Jesus calming the storm. Okay? We'll talk about that next week. The Lord corrected me. And I knew it in my heart. You guys heard me. It's like... Okay. Go to... Where is that? Matthew. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I love you so much. Go to Mark 4. Go to Mark 4, verse 35. This is soaked over here now. Yeah, this is hilarious. Who else got hit? Mark 4, verse 35. That was amazing. Uh, 35. <laughs> So what I want, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. So what I want to talk about is, let's just read this real quick, okay? Lord, illuminate your word to us tonight. 
Mark 4, 35. On that day, when evening had come, you guys have heard this before, yes? Yeah. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with, the, with them in the boat, and just as he was, and the other boats were with, that, with him. And a great windstorm arose, and waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was, uh, was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. He being Jesus, yes? He was asleep in the stern on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And it was very calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. Okay. The cool thing is, is that we have a lens of Jesus that these guys didn't. Yes? We know what Jesus did. We know that he went to the cross, that he paid for our sins, that he died, and that he rose again. Yes? We have this lens. Their lens was, this guy is doing really cool things. <laughs> and his name is Jesus. I believe in what he's talking about. And he told me to follow him, so I am. That's their lens as of right now. Correct? Mm -hmm. They didn't understand that he is going to a cross. They didn't understand that he's going to die for all of humanity. And that he's going to conquer death and be resurrected and then inhabit heaven. They didn't know this. Okay? But we do. So we have a different layer of this story, okay? And this layer is Jesus, and you've heard me say this over and over and over and over again, Jesus is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, correct? Yes. This is no coincidence that he is the beginning and the end because everything revolves around Jesus. Do you understand that? When you stub your toe, you say, Jesus. <laughs> that was supposed to be funny. Thank you. Right? It's the first thing that pops into your head every single time. Maybe it's just a word sometimes, but it needs to become a name all the time. Jesus is a person. Do you understand this? Sometimes we just think of him as a thought system. Right? Of This is the way I'm going to move through my life with a Jesus lens. I want us to make a shift in your life that he's more than just a thought system and something to buy into and a savior. He's actually a person. Okay? These might clash. This is going to be kind of cool. We'll see where the Lord takes us. He's a person and he wants a deep, deep relationship with you. Correct? Okay? Five of you agree with me. Let me tell you why he wants a deep, deep relationship with you. Because he died for you. Because he loves you. And he decided, I'm going to leave heaven. <laughs> First of all, who would want to leave heaven? Correct? He said, I'm going to leave heaven. I'm going to live this life. I know that I'm going to get the crap beat out of me. And then I'm going to die for these people who are beating the crap out of me. And then he's going to die. He's going to raise again. He's going to ascend into heaven. 
And then he's going to say, nope, I'm actually going to come back one more time and tell them their last marching order. Do you understand that this happened? He is a person and he cares about relationship. Mm -hmm. You are a person and you care about relationships, yes? Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you? Yes. Good. Yes. This is a big deal because we just think a thought process of who Jesus is, that he, is a, that he just controls areas of my life. We've just bought into a system. When we're actually, I'm urging you to buy into a person. Okay? Does this make sense so far? Mm -hmm. If I lose you at any moment, please raise your hand and ask me to clarify. Okay? I don't need tangents tonight, but please ask me to clarify. Cool? Mm -hmm. He is a person. He has hands, he has feelings, he has emotions, and he cares. Do you understand this tonight? Yes. So, when he says something, it means a lot. When he speaks something into existence, hey, do you understand that Jesus is the Word? <laughs> he's not just a person, but he's also the Word. All of this is Jesus. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Everything about this book is Jesus. Whether it's a burning bush, it's about Jesus. Or whether it's about Hannah, it's Jesus. Whatever it might be, it's Jesus. Those angels that visited in the Old Testament, most of them were Jesus. Do you understand this? Yeah. Do you? Because yeah. this is like a really, really big deal. Okay? If the angel wasn't named, it was Jesus. Like, this is a big deal. There's a, there's a fancy word for it, but uh, I, I don't know it. <laughs> it starts with a TH. Okay? But when Jesus says something, because he is the word, we know the, the verse, his word never comes back. Okay, do we read the Bible? Do we know this? The word never comes back void. Okay? This is a very, very big deal. Okay? So when Jesus says something, it doesn't ever come back void. That word void means it doesn't ever get rejected. There's things that I say that get rejected all the time. There's things that you say that get rejected all the time. Right? I could go to my boss and he could say, I could say, hey, I need a raise. And he would reject that. Right? <laughs> but when Jesus would speak, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> he gets that raise. No, so I'm just joking. Uh, but he would because he's Jesus. And he'd be really good at his job. Um, but what I'm saying is Jesus is the word. So when he says something, it's a very, very, very big deal. And we have to stop and pause. Okay? So let's look. Let's read this one more time. And after he says something, let's stop and pause. Okay? Are you ready? Yes. You guys with me? Yeah. You guys excited about the Word of God? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Good. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, he being Jesus, okay? He said to them, let us go across to the other side. Pause. This changes all of history. Do you understand this? When he says, let's go to the other side, what's he actually mean? That he means it. Yeah. <laughs> right? When, I, when he says, let's go to the other side, it's not going to come back void. Mm. Right? So even as they're traveling through the sea and everything's fine up until this point when a storm hits, he still said, let us 
go to the other side. Okay? But then the disciples' response is, hold up. We're perishing. Right? Hold up. We're perishing. All hell's breaking loose. The sky's falling. All of a sudden, the disciples are chicken little. It's going ape, whatever, right? It's going crazy on this boat. They're all freaked out. Yes? yes. But Jesus is asleep. We know, the, we know the story. We read it. Yeah? He's asleep. He's chilling. Right? Why is he chilling and everybody else is in chaos? Because he said, let us go to the other side. Now, let me talk to you for a second. Jesus says, I'm going to walk you through the valley of shadow and death. That's his word. Great. David wrote it down, but it's his word. Correct? Yeah. That's a psalm. I'm going to Psalm 23. Yeah? Quiz me on that. Is that correct? Heck yeah. Psalm 23, going to walk you through the valley of shadow and death. Okay? This keyword through has to make us pause and say, what does through actually mean? The same thing it means in this story. There might be a valley of shadow and death. There might be a storm. But he said, let us go to the other side. But he said... I'm going to walk you through that. Do you know the promise that's written on your life? If you don't know the specific one, if you are a child of God, you're going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Huh, that's the other side. That's pretty freaking dope. If that's it, I'm, I'm good. Right? It's the same concept of what the Israelites went through with Moses. Right? It was prophesied by God that you will inherit the promised land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is it going to be hell for a little bit? Yes. But I'm going to get you through it. I'm going to get you through it. And I'm going to get you through it. No matter what it is. Even if, I, even if the Lord has to make water spray out from a rock, He's going to make it to happen. Even if bread shows up in the front of their tent. Hey, this is on the Bible. You guys are looking at me like I'm speaking. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Okay? I would say something mean, but I'm not feeling mean tonight. Uh, you know what I'm going to say. I don't even need to say it. Right? I don't even need to say it. Come on, guys. How many times do I need to tell you? Read your freaking Bible. Yes? Yeah. Do it. Do it. It's alive. It's Jesus. If you don't like Jesus, don't read your Bible. Okay? There. Okay? So if he cares enough to make water spray out of a rock for the Israelites, he cares enough to get you through your little episode. <laughs> I'm not diminishing what you're going through, but he's big. He knows what he's doing. I don't know about you guys. I can't make water spray out from a rock. He can. That seems like a big deal. I can't make bread show up on your doorstep from the heavens. I can't do it. But he can, and he did, and he will again.
You know what testimony means? We've talked about this before. I will do it again. That's what testimony means in the Hebrew. Oh, isn't that cool? Isn't that really, really cool? So when he provided for those guys in that manner, they were thirsty. Yes? And he made water come out. Okay. Then they were satisfied. If you're thirsty, he can satisfy you. Then he made bread show up on their doorstep every single, for, for a very, very long time. Yes? And then that signifies that he is the bread of life. Yeah? So if you're hungry, eat of him. Did you know the word of God is called the bread? Did you know that? Cool. There you go. Now you do. Okay? So he can do it. Why? Because when he speaks something... It's a very, very big deal. Okay? He doesn't just say things on accident like you do. Okay? He doesn't, when he speaks, wishes that he could grab that thing and crank it back into his belly. He doesn't do that. He says, I will only speak what the Father speaks. I will only do what the Father does. Do you understand this? So when he says, let us get to the other side, he's also prophetically saying that over your life also. Yes? Because the word of God does not come back void. Right? This is a prophetic word. Just like it was in Psalm 23, it was a prophetic word. He just showed us one example in this story. Maybe he showed us, maybe he shows you one example in your story. Correct? Alrighty, so when he says, I'm, a, I'm Alpha and Omega, he's going to finish the work that he started. Correct? Mm -hmm. So the, the work that he's doing in you, he's going to finish what he started. Right? Who's, who feels like they're going through a storm tonight? It's okay, you don't have to be ashamed of it because I'm going to make fun of you or anything. It's okay, it's a safe place. You might be going through a storm tonight. Cool, this is going to resonate with you a lot. Who's not going through a storm tonight? Cool. This is going to resonate with you a lot. Okay? So tune in. Alrighty? When he speaks something, it's a big deal. Okay? When he's spoken prophetically over my life, what do I do? Pause. And take action. Correct? When he speaks prophetically over Madison's life, what does she do? Pause and takes action. Right? Madison was going to be a nutritionist in school. And then all of a sudden the Lord spoke, nope, you're actually going to be a nurse. What did she do? Okay, this is where I was headed. Nope, I'm going this way now. Right? This is a perfect model of what you're supposed to do. My wife, do it. Okay? Right? Do it. It's easy. It's simple. When the Lord speaks something, He's not trapping you into something. Right? Does this make sense so far? Okay. Let's keep reading. Um, and then, oh, they woke up Jesus. Verse 39, And He awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Pause. What does that mean? What does that mean? Peace be 
We have got to stop. We got to figure out what this means. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Huh? It's a yeah. It's a de declaration that means nope, no more. Peace. It comes and replaces anxiety, stress, all of these kind of things. Right? Peace comes after you lose a family member. The Lord gives you peace. It's your job to say, stop and walk in that peace. If you struggle with anxiety, stop. Truly, stop. Because he's already said, peace, be still. This is a prophetic word. Because the disciples are pretty anxious right now, yeah? Oh, yeah. They're like, ah, yeah? Oh, yeah. Pretty much like that? Yeah. So if you have anxiety, they're anxious. He's declaring that. He's prophesying it out of his mouth, which doesn't come back void. And saying, stop and receive my peace. I believe that the peace he was speaking to the disciples, the be still was talking to the circumstance. Isn't that beautiful? This is our God. This is our Savior. This is our Lord. He's a person. When somebody really important to you speaks to you, you stop. Yes? When my father speaks to me, I stop and I listen. Now. I didn't used to. But now I know that he's very smart. I stop and I listen. Why? Because he knows things. He has insights that I don't. Correct? When my heavenly father says something, shouldn't I really rip the e-brake? Or am I, all right, well, I'll just slow down and hopefully you catch me. Hopefully I hear you. Sometimes we aren't slowing down enough to hear the voice of the Lord because he's stopped at one spot and we're zooming past him with the windows rolled up. Mm. And he's, he's saying, hey, I, I got truth for you, but you're already gone. When he actually said, stop, peace be still. Right? Isn't this beautiful? This is great. This is who our Lord is. You know, he's called the great counselor, the great provider, the great protector. You guys still with me? Yeah. You guys okay? Yes. Okay. So he said, peace be still. And the wind ceased. What does that word seized mean? Stop. It's more aggressive than stop. It's like halt. It's like water of glass all of a sudden. And there was no ripples that needed to wiggle themselves out. It was, they ceased. When you cease to exist, you're done. <laughs> yeah? That's a good analogy. Right? You're done. There's no more. It's not like, oh, my heartbeat fluttered and fluttered. No, you're still alive at that point. But then when you're deceased, you cease and you're, not, you're done. Correct? That is 
How? Ha! Ah, that's crazy, yes? Dude, that's freaking wild. I don't know about you, but I can't make water and waves stop. I can't. I can't. You can't. In your own strength, you freaking can't muster up enough to make water look like glass. It was as if all of a sudden it was white water all over the place, and then it was glass and they could see the reflection. Isn't that beautiful? When you see a reflection in, in water, it's like, okay, this is cool. I understand who I actually am now. Thank you. Thanks, Siri. I didn't even say anything close to Siri. Serious. Mm -hmm. Okay, the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Not just a calm, a great calm. And then this is where it kind of gets real. So this is all really, really good stuff, right? This is what the Lord wants to do in your life. But then he's going to turn and look to you and say this. <laughs> you got your seatbelts on? Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Yes, okay? Just remember, I'm reading the Word of God. You can't get mad at me, yes? Yep. Okay. Then he said to them, who is them? The disciples, his followers. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Pause. Interesting thing. Have you still no faith? Why are you still afraid? Isn't this interesting? I feel like if you keep on revisiting things that you struggle with, he's saying this over your life tonight. Did everybody hear me? I'm saying if you are still struggling with the things that you're struggling with, he is saying, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you doing this to yourself? It's... Jesus is almost making it sound like it's self-inflicted. Jesus already said, hey, we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side. But they said, no, we're going to panic instead. And then he says, why are you panicking? I already told you where we're headed. Right? I don't know about you guys, but I have some nice clapbacks right when I wake up too. You know, I have some really good one-liners right when I wake up too. Because Jesus was resting. He already told you, he already told them where you were headed. Right? How many times do I need to repeat myself to get every single person nodding in this room and accepting this truth? Right? This is a big deal. You don't have anxiety 
You don't have any of that crap. You don't have depression. It has you. But then the Lord is saying, why? Why are you doing this to yourself? The disciples stirred themselves up. Yeah? They're like, oh, oh my God. Oh, 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 oh my God. Right? Do you guys ever play Sims? Are you too, too young for that? Sims? Really? Right. When they don't up, when they don't have food, what happens? They freak out. That bubble gets over their head, and like ah, right? That is you. That is you. When anything comes up your way, you go ah. When the Lord is saying, "What are you doing?" Don't be a sim. He is saying, what are you doing? Do you still not have faith that I've rescued you from this? Do you still not have faith in what I've already declared? Do we not? It says in a parable, I don't know exactly the address, even the faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. You ready? Mm-hmm. We've heard this verse a lot too, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all you have to do is have faith the size of a mustard seed. Actually, that's false doctrine. <laughs> what that word size means in the Hebrew is long-lasting. Ready? If I have faith only for one moment, Yippee. You're probably not going to see breakthrough. But if you're hungry enough for breakthrough, long-lasting faith, the length of a mustard seed. Do you understand this? Does this make sense? This isn't, oh, just how small the mustard seed is. That's how you've heard it preached, yes? Yep. Hold on. That's just that. Look how small the mustard seed is. No, that word actually means length. How how have you heard the phrase "pray until something happens"? Mm-hmm. Push? Push. That's what the Lord is calling us to buy into. Because faith is long lasting. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an endurance. It's not a sprint, mm-hmm. right? Don't take that out of context either. <laughs> Like, oh, when I'm 30, I'll just take this thing seriously. No, take it seriously now because the longer your faith is, the more breakthrough you're going to see. Not only in your life, because you have to get your own breakthrough in your private in order to get breakthrough in your private or in your public, correct? Does that make sense? I can't try to heal somebody of anxiety when I'm dealing with anxiety. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Right? How am I going to help? How am I going to, how, I going to minister into that if I still deal with it? Yeah. Like, I've got a lot of faith for your anxiety, but mine, no. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> That's really stupid. Okay? So, the faith the size of a mustard seed. Just have faith for a long amount of time over that one thing until it goes away. Have you ever thought... You know, we're st- as young people, what? 
but the verse is a bit faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. So you only need a little bit of faith. Okay. Let me let me talk. Okay, let me clarify. Lord, give me the words. You can have the smallest amount of faith in your cup, but it's about how long you pour that cup out is what's important. Does that make sense? Okay. So if I want this mountain to move in my life, metaphorical mountain. Right? I've got, let's use uh, cancer as this mountain. How many times are you going to pray for that to watch it leave? Mm. Hopefully a very, very long time because you maybe care. That's what it's talking about. <coughs> Have care in faith. Give me one second. Have care. Care about the breakthrough and then watch it come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Correct? It's length of faith, not amount of faith. I could come with little to no faith. But if I bring that faith to the table, just like the lady with the one, um, ah, what's it called? With the one coin, and she came up and gave her offering. You know this story? Yeah. It's in the Bible. Have you read it? Um, it's in the Bible. And she, she came, gave all that she had because she trusted in the Lord that much. Right? That's the same kind of concept. It's I'm going, I'm going to give all of my faith every single time I pray for it. Or I should just not pray for it. Even if it's just a little bit. Even if it's just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm not enabling just your little bit. I want your little bit to grow. So then as breakthrough happens, you'll see bigger breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Right? Just like the parable of the talents, the guy who brought back the most got rewarded with increase. Right? The Lord is an increasing Father. He likes to entrust you with more. Do you understand this? Right? If you're obedient with the small, He'll entrust you with the bigger. Correct? This is the way the kingdom of God works. It's not just like, okay, this is where you're at. Boop. Nope, that's dead Christianity. Yes? Did you hear it? If I'm just on this same level, I'm flatlined. Beep. Dead. Correct? He wants increase yes yeah. if you have a company that's at this flat line it's pretty boring company but if you have one that's going up or uh, for your sake up yes mm -hmm. it's a good thing that's what the lord wants to do in your life with your faith mm -hmm. right with so with your little amount of faith i'm going to bring it to the table every single time that i uh, that i pray to the lord and say hey lord would you heal this cancer I don't know how you're going to do it, but I pray that you would do it. In Jesus' name. If that's all your faith is, great. Do it every single day until it happens. So the way that I interpret kind of bringing it back to the mustard seed is if your faith is the side of a mustard seed, so like you're praying for cancer and you put the mustard seed in the ground and that's your prayer for cancer and then you walk away, nothing's going to happen. But if you nourish it, and if you continue to add to Great. it, then it's going to grow, and then it's going to produce change. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. But that's a small seed, correct? Mm -hmm. And it can produce a very, very large thing. Yep. Yes? Mm -hmm. We want big, big, big breakthrough. Yes? Yeah. So this is the way it has to happen. Have you still no faith is what he's talking about. Let me, let me put it in different words. In the calm, the storm. You can only have authority over the storms that you can sleep in. Mm -hmm. 
You can only have authority over the storms that you can sleep in. Why? Because you already know that you're getting to the other side. You already know the truth that was set before you. If you lose sight of that truth, that's when you start panicking. But then focus back in on that truth and then chase after it. Right? Only have authority over the storms that we can sleep in. Jesus had authority over the storm that he was sleeping in. Be like Jesus. This message is not to be a self-help message, but a message to call you to higher things and trust in the Lord more. To trust in what Jesus says more. Okay? Uh, If it helps you, awesome. Great. That's not what it's intended to do, though. I'm not a self-help pastor. I point you to Jesus. I show you who Jesus is, and what he said is, I'm getting you to the other side. I'm Alpha and the Omega. Let us go to the other side, and I know that we're going to get there. I'm going to walk you through the valley of shadow and death because I know that we're going to get to the other side. I'm going to get you through that desert for 40 years if it takes, but you're getting to that promised land. You're getting there. Isn't this beautiful? Yeah. But you're getting there. Why? Because of Jesus. Not because I placed my faith in the right places, but because of Jesus. If I care about something, I'm going to pray about something more to who? Jesus, because he's the only one who can do it. I can think I have all the faith in the world, and I can really spout off the most amazing prayer you've ever heard. But words only hit the ceiling and fall down. He's asking for faith when it comes to your prayer, right? Faith is defined as hope for the things uh, hope for. Yes. Right? That's what it is. That's what the Bible says. Right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's what it is. There it is. Okay? So it puts this, I'm going to put my faith into action so my hopes come to fruition. Yes? I don't like doing equations very much, but there's one for you, for you logics. I put my faith into action, so my hope comes to fruition, right? I don't, I don't hope anybody goes through cancer, correct? I don't hope anybody goes through anxiety. I don't hope that anybody stubs their toe. No matter how big or small the monster is in front of you, faith. So you can see the things hoped for. Okay? Does this all make sense? Mm -hmm. Isn't this beautiful? Isn't our Jesus so, so good? Isn't he good? Right? He doesn't just say things on accident. He declares things and says, walk in this promise. Right? The cool thing is what we talked about at the beginning. Foundation. When I stand firm on his foundation and promises, I can't lose. Correct? I can't lose. When I feel anxiety crippling up, I focus on the Lord, and then boom, it's gone. Right? Isn't it interesting? Ran to the Lord, boom, it's gone. Focus on me. Focus up here. Isn't it interesting when they focused on Jesus... 
storm calmed. When they were perishing, they weren't focusing on Jesus. When they were running around like idiots, they weren't focused on Jesus. When I'm focused on Jesus, glass. Just like his throne room, a sea of crystal. Brings clarity to the situation. Frankly, isn't that amazing? Isn't that cool? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? How often is that our response when we see breakthrough? Oh, I'm so surprised by this. Even though I know the end of the story. Or maybe you don't because you don't read your Bible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to say it. You would just read it. You know? Oh, man. Hear what? Yeah. I understand that. But sometimes you get this. It took me, well, it's nine years to get to this. I've read this story probably five times a year for nine years. And it took me this long to get here. For a long time, I just thought, oh, cool, he calms storms. He has peace out, right? Mm -hmm. But then you get to see kind of the unraveling of everything, mm -hmm. right? Because this thing has a pulse, you know? It has a pulse, it's alive. Why? Because it never comes back void. Right? And I understand that. I, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm here. That's why you guys are here. It's because sometimes it's good to hear it. Right? Sometimes it's good to be amongst your people and say, hey, this is sweet. Let's go after this. Right? But it's much cooler to get private revelations. It's really cool. It's really cool. You know? I think it's cool too. It's better. So, so Lex, I have a question. Yeah. So on verse uh, 39, because like, I'm like stuck in it and I'm like rereading it and I feel like God didn't really ask them about their faith first thing. First thing that he did, he rebuked the things that was happening. And then after that, he asked them, where is your faith? Correct. And so, is it, is it that when we are walking through whatever the storm that we're walking in, is it God rebuking that first and then after that asking you, why are you not looking at me? Why are you not hearing me in the moment that you are facing the things that you're facing in your life? Here's the timeline. The Lord spoke something into existence. We know it doesn't come back void. Mm -hmm. The disciples didn't have the courage or the faith to speak up and rebuke it themselves because they had that authority. Or did they forget about it? Huh? They forget about it? They could have forgot about it. They could have lost sight on it. doesn't clarify. Yeah. But it could have been their job to rebuke the storm. Right? right? Mm. Or else Jesus wouldn't have said, why? Why? Right? Yeah. Or else he wouldn't have said, why? He would have just said, oh, wasn't that cool? <laughs> That's what I can do. Yeah. Right? That's what his response would have been. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have 
quote-unquote rebuked them for not having enough faith, right? But I see what you're saying, but he's calling us to action so that he, he can step in when the time fits <clears throat> because of our faith, right? Not because of just him having to intervene in the moment. But because, like, what I'm reading, what I'm getting from what I'm reading, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me that even the winds and the wave, they should have known what God said because God is the one who created all these things that exist. But the, this disobeyed him, and and even his disciples disobeyed him because they didn't have the faith that he told them about. And I feel like God was rebuking the wind and the wave at the same time. That's the same measure that he was um, rebuking his disciple because they didn't have faith in him. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Correct. Because they have the authority because they follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the part that you're missing. Is because they already had the authority because they're walking with Jesus. You already have the authority because you're walking with Jesus. All you have to do is... Pray to him, ask him for breakthrough, and that breakthrough will happen if you care. Right? Yeah. That's the bottom line. I'm not saying that he's going to... Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they already rewarded him for the faith that they... So they already... So they already had rewarded... He had already rewarded his disciples for being faithful in the past and following him. And that's why they had the authority to do what they asked him to do. And then their faith was like gone in that moment because they needed him to do it. Close. I think you guys are missing the point. When you walk with Jesus, you can break through things. That's it. Don't, don't look into it any further. When you walk with Jesus, when you have relationship with Jesus, when you have intimacy with Jesus, you have authority. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Right? It's not because of, oh, this is what they did in the past. No, it's just, no, it's, he's a person, right? We're trying to lock him into a system again. But he's a person. They were arm in arm with him and said, okay, let's go. And when he's next to you, you have authority, right? Does this make sense? Yeah. Don't make him into a system. He's a person. Don't make it into an equation. He's a person. It's just a relationship. It's, that's it. I trust Blake because he's pulled through for me multiple times. Right? I trust Madison because she's pulled through for me multiple times. It's a relationship. That's it. That's it. When I walk arm in arm with somebody, I have a relationship with them. And I can bank on them. And they have authority in places in my life. Right? If if somebody, a stranger, came up to me and said, hey, I'm rebuking you, I'm not going to receive that as much as if these two did it. Right? It's like, hey, that was way off, dude. Right? I'm not going to receive it from somebody I don't know. Why? Because I have a relationship with these two. And I'll be like, oh, frick, I better watch myself. And obviously weigh it with the Lord, but like, okay, whoa. Right? Because he's a relational God. That's it. Again, this is not for self-help. It's, it's for saying, Jesus, you have authority on earth. Yeah. And I want that authority on earth to, come from, from, to have more 
um, more impact on my surroundings because of my faithfulness, because of my long-lasting faith, because of my intimacy with you, because of my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't get more authority over things because I've walked with Jesus for a longer time. <sighs> Jesus says, come to me like a child. Mm-hmm. Be like a child. That's what he says. What's a child care about? Being heard and following around their role model. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. That has to be us. Okay? That has to be us. Mm-hmm. Love you, girls. Love Bless you. you. Safe. Drive safe. See you on Saturday. I was gonna say Sunday. Saturday. Open night after they go to Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Does this all make sense? I can't urge this enough. You should have seen me Tuesday night with the guys. Oh, oh man, I almost ripped their head off. I got forced. Yeah, you'd, you'd have seen it if you were there. I almost ripped their head off. Why? Because it was like pulling teeth, trying them, trying to get them to tell me why they follow Jesus. Because it's a freaking relationship. It's not an ideal. It's not an idea system, <coughs> right? My, my analogy was if I were to go and grab Madison's nursing books, does that make me a nurse all of a sudden? Nope. No. no. If I were to just read this for just reading it, does that make me a Christian all of a sudden? No. no. I have to know him. He's a person. I've got to touch him. I've got to hold hands with him. I've got to hug him. I've got to embrace him. I've got to give all my affection to him. Right? That's the way it goes. If I read this just for the sake of reading words, cool, maybe I could call you a history person. And great, yeah, you know history. But at the end of the day, this all illuminates Jesus. Noah's Ark, Jesus was there. Was there. David and Goliath, Jesus was there. He was there. In the battle of Gideon, Jesus was there. Holy Spirit was there too. He gave him a vision from the Lord. Do you understand the urgency on this? I'm not just... The, the whole purpose of starting a home is not to make more Christians. It's, more, it's to make more Jesus people. Follow Jesus. Try it for a week. <laughs> Just seriously, try it for a week. You'll get addicted. I'm serious. You'll get addicted. You'll fall in love like you've never fallen in love before. You'll have this supernatural peace. Ask Madison, I never get stressed. It pisses her off. I just don't. Why? Because I know my end destination.
I know my end destination. Do I get down on things? Yeah, he gave me emotions for a reason. But do I stay there? No. Pick myself back up and I go and follow Jesus. Right? It's just the way we need to be. It's the way we need to be. I can't put any more urgency on this. Mm -hmm. I really can't. At the end of the day, he's God. That's all I need to say. He's God. If we just buy into this spiritual experience, and man, you're going to get really weird. Good thing you got us. You know? You're just going to get bizarre. Good thing you got us. Because we'll keep you on track. Right? He's not calling us to be spiritual people. He's calling us to be Jesus people. He's not calling us to divulge into realms. He's calling us to divulge into Him. You know? If you were to ask me what I know most about, it would be Jesus. Why? Because I love Him. I know Jesus more than I know my wife. I do. I know Jesus more than I know paint, and that's what I do for a living. That's what I've been doing for 11 years. I know Him. Don't you want that for your life? He's my only, he's my only plan. I don't have a plan B. Do you have a plan B right now? You know, we hear about all these, these big-time worship leaders falling away from Christ. It's like, what the heck? Why? Because they bought into a system. They didn't buy, in, buy into a person. Right? That's the way it is. That's it. That's it. Do you understand this tonight? Mm -hmm. I put enough urgency on this tonight. Are you going to read your Bible every single day this week? Yes, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's it. That's it. The things that he'll unlock before your eyes. You'll never be the same. All I encourage you to do, and yeah, I know this is on the podcast. Don't start with the Old Testament because it won't make sense to you. Okay? Read the New Testament. Once you've read through the whole entire New Testament, read through it again and then start in the Old Testament. Okay? I 100% I, I believe that. If you're more holy than me, great. Go, go dive deep into the Old Testament. But then when you stop reading after a month, don't blame me. <laughs> okay? Because you're going to hit Leviticus and you're going to be like, wow, where's Jesus in this? <laughs> I know nobody's laughing because they don't understand. <laughs> you know? It's still God's word, though, so we have to weigh it. Sometimes it's tough. But, you know, read the gospel of Mark. Oh, my gosh. This is the most millennial book. Snapshots. It's like scrolling through Instagram of Jesus' life. Mm. You know? That's what it's like. It's like, oh, this happened. He cast the demon out of this person. And then all of a sudden, he was across the water. And then he, he, he healed a lame man. And then all of a sudden, he was. <laughs> that's Mark. If you want action pack, go to Mark. Then you'll fall in love, and then you'll fall in love more and more and more and more. Okay? Read your Bible. Repeat after me. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to read my Bible. Only if you mean it. Repeat it this time. I'm going to read my Bible. 
Cool. Every day. Every day. Good. You know, even if it's a verse. Read that verse and say, Lord, speak to me. And I know he will. You just have to turn your gaze to him. Okay? Everybody hold your hands out in front of you as if you're receiving a gift, and I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray for every single eye in this place that you would reveal your scripture on a whole other level. I pray that you would reveal your word on a whole other level. And that, Holy Spirit, as we read your word, that we would fall in love with you. That we would get addicted to you. And that we wouldn't stop reading until you speak to us. Lord, I pray that you would wake us up. That you would keep us up. So that we could read. So that we could spend time with you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for every single Bible in this place that the words would jump off the page and land in our hearts. Holy Spirit, I'm banking on you to do this. I'm trusting in you to do this, that your words would leap off the page and that they would jump straight into our hearts as a seal that we love Jesus. Jesus, I pray that everybody would fall in love with you again. Just like the first time that they ran into your arms, the first time that they said yes to you, that they would fall in love with you again. That you would remind them of that moment where they said, I will follow Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Lord, if that moment hasn't come in somebody's life in this room, I pray that you would show them yourself. Lord, would this day be a marking for the rest of our lives? Would August 29th be a marking for the rest of our lives? That this is the day we decided we're going to pick up our cross daily. This is the day we're going to fall in love with you again. This is the day we're going to turn our gaze to you full time. This is the day when we believe that you are Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the end and that we are getting to the other side. Jesus, we praise you for your love and affection towards us. And Jesus, I pray that we would give it back to you in whatever manner we can, but that we wouldn't get stuck in that manner, that it would increase day after day, day after day, night after night, night after night, that a sweet incense would rise up as we, as we pray to you, as we spend time with you, as we praise you, as we just love on you, Jesus. We thank you for your word, that it doesn't come back void. We thank you that you are close, you're a personal God, and that you're here in this room. Everybody say, I receive that. I receive that. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. amen.